0: Welcome back to Mishneh Today we're continuing to learn Seftla Parakdal and Mishnah and and we're going to discuss how they perform the lulav, shaking the four species in the temple itself. Mitzvah lulav k'etzad. Yom tov rishas shalos b'shabes. The first day of the chag of Sukkah is on Shabbos, and if you recall, when we in regards to a synagogue, the shul, they would bring it before Shabbos. What about the um, the Beit So to they would bring the lulav to b'ayis erev Shabbos. And the uh, per- people, the stewards of the temple, those who uh, were involved in the agabis the, the essentially, would take them and they leaned them against the itztava, which was a row of benches that were in the temple courtyard, but making sure these benches were the ones that were covered by the roof so that the sun wouldn't beat down on these lulavs and dry them out. And the elderly men would put them in the lishka, in the chamber. Now, what's the reason for the differentiation between the elders and the younger? And they're very simple, because when everyone came to the temple in the morning, there'd be a lot of pushing and shoving, and the older people didn't want to get pushed and shoved, so they put it in a chamber designated for that purpose. And then they tell everyone to say, Anyone who gets a lulav, it's as if it is a gift. Meaning to say... That when it came to the shul, everyone was very careful to take pick up their lulav. Because as we recall, the lulav has to be mshalchem, has to be yours. The problem with the temple is because there's so many people and so many lulavs, it's very, it's very common, and it's probably most likely that the lulavs are going to get mixed up, and people are going to end up with someone else's lulav. So you can't rely on the fact that it's labeled. Rather, they would say, put your lulav there, and essentially say, anyone who gets it now, whoever gets it, I'm giving it to them as a gift. Everyone would comment and take it. And the, the officials would throw the lulav before him Just take, you know, take the lulav and throw it before everyone And everyone would go grab and push and shove Kind of like everyone at the hotel Or on an Israeli bus Pushing and shoving Because we love each other But what happens? Well, at least a kind of people realize People are getting, realize people are getting hurt so They just say, no, forget it Everyone should take the lulav in their house no, not, Don't bring it to the temple Because we want to avoid the pushing and shoving and jostling That took place when everyone was in, in their eagerness and excitement Because we're getting wrong, brothers went to uh grab their lulav okay we noted there's a special mitzvah of the arava in the temple what's this mitzvah of the arava so mitzvah of arava what was it there was this place in the valley called moza where there were a lot of aravas that were growing these willows that were growing they would go down there as in the people who uh, the agents of the court the people who, who um where it was their job to, to collect these aravas, and they gather very large aravas. How large? They were, in fact, 11 amos long. Why 11 amos? So the way it worked was you had to, we'll see in a minute, they would decorate the side of the Mizbeach with these aravas, and they would essentially, the Mizbeach itself was 10 amos from the floor to the top, and we see the top, on the top, on the top, There are also in each of the four corners, there was an additional a amos by amos, almost like a little uh, square protruding. What they would do was is they would they would they wouldn't put the arava on the floor, but they put it on the base of the mizbeach, which was an armor off the floor. So if you take the arava, you put it an armor off the floor, and you lean it against the mizbeach. What happens now is that it goes up, and again it's eleven ammos. It goes up above the highest point of the mizbeach one armor, and then it curves over and comes back down and touches the mizbeach. It goes up an Amah, comes down an Amah, So if you have a, again if the mizbeach is ten ammos, but you you put these arava one arm up, so now you have uh, this, this, this a rub which is eleven amas goes up, beyond the mizbeach one amas, and then curves down and curls over and touches the mizbeach by coming down an amma. Okay, so you had to be eleven amas. The Kohanim would take these aravas, they'd march them around the mizbeach, and then they'd put them against the side of the mizbeach so the ends bent over the top of the altar would come down and still touch the altar. Tikkuriyutikku. They'd blow the trumpets at the and then a the and another tekiah. And this was a not unlike the uh, Rosh Hashanah where you're blowing the shofar in order to evoke a feeling of of chuva. This was uh, about Simcha, Joy, Every day they would circle this Bayak, like Hoshanos, where it comes from, and they'd say, one time they would say they'd circle one time and saying this We don't They wouldn't say they'd say save now. However, on the seventh day, they marched around the altar seven times. Again, we see where our Hoshanahs has come from. When they would leave, what would they say? How beauty is this ceremony? How beautiful is it? They say, No, to God, we express acknowledgement to you, O altar. To God, we express acknowledgement to you, O altar. And that was the Arava ceremony. I wish you all a wonderful day.